Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin. My name's Andrew Baskin, and for 120 episodes, 120, we've helped you lose money on everything. This is a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NHL playoffs, the NBA Finals, and UFC Vegas 56. Oh, the warm blanket of MMA. I finally get something that I am slightly half-confident in. Like, not even full-confident. The only thing that I have a half-confidence in, MMA. We'll get to that during the record check at the end of the show, plus a recap, because we are honest people here. But we're going to do three bets this week, three topics. Let's go to bet number one. Bet number one. The NHL playoffs. So, Lightning Rangers, game two is tonight, Friday, June 3rd, if you're listening to it the day it comes out. We're going to talk about this, but a little bit about the NHL playoffs in general. After a convincing win in game one, the New York Rangers are looking to take themselves into a 2-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday night. New York continued to insert itself on home ice, improving to a playoff record 6-1 and at Madison Square Garden. Still, that wasn't enough to earn any respect from the betting market because the Rangers are entering game two as a plus-money home underdog. Now, you got to sit yourself. If you are betting on the Rangers tonight, you are stone cold. You are, you are steely. That you're like, no, I believe in the New York Rangers, who almost at every round were the underdog going into it. Are they really going to go to the finals? Are you really going to bet on game two against the two-time defending champions? Man, you are a braver human being than I am. Because there's another argument on the other side to say, have the Tampa Bay Lightning been lucky? Huh? Lucky? Two-time champions? Get the hell out of here. No, no, no. Give me a second. One of the keys for the Lightning's postseason success over the last few years is Vasilevsky, their goalie. The Russian netminder, he's perennially the top uh, playoff performer. He's posting a 92.4 save percentage through his career and winning the Consmite Trophy in 2021 season. Vasilevsky was less convincing through the opening games of the playoff this season, though, stopping just 88.5 shots through the first six games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm just going to imagine that the game ended after six, and then I'm, I go home a lot happier. But alas, it went to seven. So he corrected that at the end of the series, carrying momentum into the second round against Florida, allowing four goals in five games with a 97.8% save percentage. It's a little Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde performance, so it's incompatible with long-term playoff success, right? The ongoing correction should be anticipated after a stretch of extended above-average performances. The Lightning's metrics have also taken a hit as a team, with opponents finding ways to create chances against them. Tampa has given up 11 or more high-danger opportunities in five of the past eight games, outchancing opponents in just three of those contests. Vasilevsky's metrics will continue to suffer with prolonged defensive zone coverage. They, he just, the idea that he stands on his head is great, but he stands on his head for 60 straight minutes, for seven straight games, for another series, is just, there is a little bit of, you know, dissipating returns here. Lastly, the Bolts have been much less effective on the road this postseason, which is really bad against the Rangers, who have been amazing at home. They continue to get outplayed in five of seven contests with just a 49.4 expected goals for rating. Opponents have attempted 11 or more quality opportunities and 24 or more scoring opportunities in their three of their past five outings. So Tampa, have you been lucky so far this playoffs? Going four and three on the road, but can't continue to get outplayed and win games? Hmm, I don't know. Much like the Lightning, the Rangers' surge in the Eastern Conference Finals has a lot to do with goaltending. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe this. NHL playoffs, goaltending is important. How about that? Huh, who'd have seen this coming? 
Igor Shosturkin has been a revelation between the pipes. He's stopping 92.9 shots. He's looked even more impressive at MSG with 94.9 save percentage. Oh my God. And as we saw in game one, he's showing no signs of slowing down. Shosturkin is stopping a 94.9 of shots or better in his six of his past seven starts. New York has also a plethora of skill forwards to offset some of its structural deficiencies. The Rangers ended the regular season with a 10.5 shooting percentage, operating slightly above that in the playoffs with 11.1. The boost relates to an increased power play production, with their 5-on-5 rating holding steady at 8.6%. Similarly, New York has been consistent in production from the regular season in the playoffs. Through the 15 games, the Rangers are averaging 28.5 scoring and 11.4 high-danger chances across all strengths, which is on par for their averages of 26.6 and 11.8 from the regular season. It's evident that we should expect sustained output from the Rangers squad, averaging 3.6 goals per game in the playoffs. Man, this is tough because all I've done is tell you all the many ways that you should be taking the New York Rangers. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Not only did I see the Leafs lose to the Lightning because of like some kind of like unknown locker room moxie championship DNA, which to be perfectly honest, I think is all kind of horseshit. I just think it's like, they know how to win. So like every team that didn't know how to win and then learned how to win, then infinitely knows and has that skill that they know how to win. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But the Lightning have won two in a row. Oh, God. I, you know what? I I can't, I can't do this. Like both teams will go as far as the goaltenders carry them. And right now, Shesterkin has been a lot more of the heavy lifting. But you will hear it on the game tonight. They will bring up the Vasilevsky after a loss stat, I don't know, two billion times. It's incredible. The Lightning in general, after a loss, are incredible. And so you're really facing a rock and a hard place here. I can't do it. I have to take the Lightning, which is crazy. They're running off at a minus 125 on the road right now against a team that's really good at home. So once again, this is losing money with Andrew Bascom. I am going to lose money on this bet because I can't. This is stupid public money kind of nonsense. The Lightning have won two championships in a row. There's no way they're going to lose this series. I need to be betting on the Lightning. That's what I'm doing right now. That's a stupid way of betting. I know this. I just... I know I'm being stupid, but I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning minus 125 tonight, but there's another one too. I also like the Vasilevsky over 27.5 saves at minus 115. If you think they're going to be good, which I do, you think Vasilevsky is going to be good, which he has to be. So I'm going to be taking that as well. And then the other one too, this is just more of a flyer, a little bit of pizza money here, but the game to go to overtime at plus 320. If we believe that the two goaltenders are going to be playing well, then we believe that that will be a low scoring game, right? Right? Right. Okay, perfect. Also, there has been a real lack of, of uh, overtime games, not only in round three, zero, but in the playoffs in general. It's just under the average. So we believe that that will catch up a little bit. And at plus 320, sounds pretty good to me. So the picks that we're going to be doing, Lightning minus 125, game to go to OT at plus 320, and Vasilevsky over 27.5 saves at minus 115. I will say on the other side, and I'm not doing this, but for, for people that are like, I'm a good better, I'm taking the Rangers, you're an idiot. First of all, fair. Second of all, you can get the Rangers to win the series at minus 115 right now. They are up one nothing. All they need to do is get three more wins, whereas Tampa Bay only needs to get four. That's math. I'm helping you here. If you're on the Rangers side tonight, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But the number that I'm going to be taking is that you could take the Lightning and Avalanche to get to the finals no matter what, which is something I have locked in my head, like some kind of Miss Cleo premonition where I fell asleep and saw a dream and it's the Lightning and the Avalanche playing in the finals and no one can shake me off this number. If you want to parlay that right now, you can get plus 115. Also, just saying. That's a lot of just saying. Let's get over to bet number two. Bet number two. Bet number two is we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. Last night was, what a thriller that was. The Boston Celtics are facing the Golden State Warriors right now. And the series price going into this is Boston 
is at a minus 165 because they won last night. Spoiler alert. They're up 1-0 on the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are plus 140 right now. And man, is there a lot of similarities from the series we just talked about going into this one. A team that it's like Dynasty versus Destiny. Ooh, trademark that. Trademark that now. That was pretty good. You got a dynasty like the, like the Lightning, who are on two in a row, or you're talking about the modern-day dynasty of the Golden State Warriors facing the up-and-coming young people. Oh my goodness, the Boston Celtics, all these young kids. Incredible. I think Jason Tatum is 14 now. Oh, just incredible. Such young people. Always so young. But wow, what a game we got in game one, eh? Oh my goodness. It looked like a standout clinical Warriors win with a plenty of three-point shooting, some Steph Curry dominance, but then the fourth quarter happened. Al Horford turned back the clock and the Celtics scored 40 points, went on a 17-0 run and stole the road win. That, that fourth quarter is the most lopsided quarter in NBA Finals history. Whoa, and it gets the Warriors of all teams too. My goodness. So how can the Celtics win this? Well, we showed that in game one. Jason Tatum has been arguably the best player in basketball over the last six weeks. Arguably, arguably. He leads all players in the playoff scoring and has elevated his game to prove that the Celtics can win that ring. With the reemergence of Al Horford, incredible. Whatever, whatever spa, whatever bath he went to, whatever testosterone replacement, I don't even care. Legal, illegal. They, he needs to market that. Jesus Christ, he looks amazing. He was almost at a basketball a year ago. The, the Oklahoma City Thunder traded for him and just said, stay home. It's all good. Stay home. We're, we're trying to be bad. And he comes here and he plays so well. Goodness. Jalen Brown acting like the perfect complement to Tatum. The Celtics have the athleticism and depth to keep up with Golden State on offense while imposing their defensive will. Derek White, Marcus Smart, crucial defenders, tasked with chasing down the, uh, the Splash Brothers and running them off the three-point line. Man, they showed that in game one. That's why they won. It went almost perfectly, even though it took an amazing fourth quarter. How the Warriors can come back? Uh, okay. The Celtics may be the best defensive team in the league, right? But the Warriors' attack is almost as impossible to defend. With Steph and Clay splashing threes, Wiggins has been opened up as one of the best third options in the NBA this year, and no team has been able to stop them. With a week off between their conference finals matchup and the opening game of the NBA finals, some rest is all the Warriors will need to prepare. And you know what? On the other side, if you had to say negative, maybe the rust was too. You know, we, it's not that like losing these big definitive differences has, you know, hurt the Warriors. Let's not forget the Memphis game where they lost by nearly 50 points and then came back and absolutely smashed them. It might be just a little bit of like veteran Wiley where you're like, uh, I think we're going to lose this one. Okay, everyone sit down. Like everyone relax. We got another game tomorrow. Okay. I still believe that the Warriors can pull this out. See, the same way that I was, you know, believing the Tampa Bay Lightning is the same way that I believe in the Golden State Warriors. You got to like cut off the head of Michael Myers to make sure he's dead or he's going to keep popping up and killing all your friends. But I also still believe this series will go long. So a few small bets I'm going to be placing on this right now are the Golden State Warriors getting that money right now at plus 160 and the Warriors to win the series at four to two at plus 600. The four to two is a little bit cheeky, you know, obviously because we got Boston to only win one more where pretty much we have to do a gentleman's sweep with the Golden State Warriors. But at plus 600, that's a number that I can, you know, throw a little bit of pizza money at. The other one that we're going to be trying losing money on is the NBA Finals MVP odds. So right now we have Tatum at plus 140, Curry at plus 325, Jalen Brown at plus 550, Al Horford at plus 1000, Smart 1400, Clay Thompson 2800, goes on from there. The favorites right now, Jason Tatum at plus 140. Like I said, he might be one of the best players in basketball right now. He's put together an unbelievable season. He's peaking at the right time, pushing towards the title. The Celtics are gritty, pesky. They cannot score and defend anyone in the league. And Tatum is that star that runs the show. But at plus 140, good God, no thank you. God, stay the hell away from that. Even he might win at plus 140. Like, just take, this, just take the games. If you think that they're going to win and win the championship, you can make a lot more money just betting on the Boston Celtics in general on the series, on the game, than taking plus 140 at Jason Tatum. Where you can start making some money, though, is if you took Stephen Curry at plus 325. 
It's no surprise that Steph Curry sits near the top of the list. Despite easing into the postseason with like limited minutes, Curry has been the focal point of Golden State's offense all playoffs. The Warriors have looked like the vintage Warriors in the mid-2010s in the postseason, and there's very, just a few wins away from another ring. On top of that, Curry's playing tremendous basketball. Thompson, Green, and potential most improved player of the year, Jordan Poole, have been playing at a high level as well. But Steph, it's just heads and shoulders. Plus 325 is good odds. I don't know. Curry always scares the hell out of me. I still believe in the Warriors, so obviously I'm going to be leaning towards that. Now, if the Celtics were going to win the championship, how can we make some money on the finals MVP? Well, what about Al Horford at plus 1,000? Plus 1,000. It's the old man. What a dark horse candidate. Come on. He just turned 37. That's insane. Horford has had a resurgence this season in the postseason. Entering the NBA Finals, he posted five double-doubles, reached the 20-point mark four times, and in Game 1 of the NBA Finals, he balled out once again, posting a team-high 26 points. A team-high 26 points. And leading Boston in the charge for the fourth quarter. Plus 1,000? What's that? You're going you're gonna to make stupider bets than this. Let's take Al, Hor- Al Horford at plus 1,000. Why not, right? Oh, why? Because he's 37 and he's not that great of a player? Shut up. Shut up. You get out of here. Bet number three. All right, bet number three. We're going back to MMA. Like I told you, MMA, the sweet, warm blanket of MMA. We have a UFC fight night, two heavyweights looking to rebound from tough losses in a clash this Saturday with Volkov versus the biggest of big boys, Rodenstruk, in the main event of UFC Fight Night 207. It's running off this Saturday from Las Vegas, Nevada in the UFC Apex. And just a little bit of a programming note, this one will have an early start on Saturday, June 4th. The prelims are scheduled to get underway at 1 p.m. with the main card to follow at 4 p.m. With such a big boy, so two, two big men slapping meat in the main event here, that why, why else would we be taking anything else? Let's make a pick between Volkov and Rosenstruck, because it's actually quite an interesting fight. Volkov is the favorite right now at minus 160, Rosenstruck running off at a plus 130. Both these fighters are desperate for a win to maintain their grasp in the spot in the top 10 in the UFC heavyweight rankings. Alexander Volkov, minus 160, he remains pegged as the number seven contender, despite telling consecutive wins just once during his current 4-4 four four run in the octagon. His recent struggles just reached new depths in his last outing. He lasted just three minutes and 45 seconds before being submitted by Tom Aspinall in their March matchup. And that defeat was honestly just as bad as it sounds. In addition to being taken down twice by Aspinall, Volkov was also outstruck by a wide margin, 35 to 13, in the worst defeat, like by far, in his 13-year pro MMA career. He's the favorite, by the way. Let's just make that incredibly clear. He's the favorite at minus 160. Ooh. Fun. Oh, that's fun. So here's the positives. He's a proven finisher early in his career. Volkov's now seen two of his recent four losses come inside three rounds. And when he's lasted in championship rounds, things have also not gone well. Although the 33-year-old Russian managed to get a full five rounds in his most recent dates against Curtis Blades and Cyril Gaon. Volkov outstruck Gaon early in the fight, but he wore down in the late rounds. And in his clash against Blades, not only was Volkov outstruck by a wide margin, he also found himself controlled for almost 20 minutes of that matchup. 20 minutes! Despite his recent struggles, Volkov's punching power should not be underestimated. The list of heavyweights he has finished with on punches is impressive, including Verdum, Walt Harris, Alistair Overeem. Like, who's who? Like, really good fighters. But on the other side, we have Rosenstruck, who's running out of plus 130 right now, the underdog. He has tallied knockout victories inside five minutes in seven of his first nine fights as a pro. But maintaining that pace while climbing the UFC rankings has proven to be a tough task for the heavyweight. But after being poised for a breakthrough at UFC 249, Rosenstruck instead received a taste of his own medicine with a crushing KO loss just 20 seconds into the fight with a top contender at the time and eventual heavyweight champion, Francis Naganu. So you think there and you go, oh, okay, 20 seconds in, that's really bad. Oh, Naganu, not so bad. Okay, that's good. While he managed to rebound with a second round KO over Junior DeSantos, he rediscovered that fearsome touch that has eluded the big boy since his loss to Naganu. Rosenstruck was thoroughly outclassed in a five-round unanimous decision lost to Gan. 
and has had no answer for Curtis Blades grappling on his way to a unanimous decision loss his last time out. Fortunately for Rosenstruck, he is unlikely to spend much time on the mat against Volkov. He is still, big, the biggie boy is still just a one-punch threat, just like Volkov. It's evident in his past devastating wins over the loss of DeSantos, Andrei Arlovsky, and Alan Crowder, whom he sent into retirement with a KO victory just nine seconds into their fight. He can still knock people out, just absolutely with the best of them. So this on the surface is two fighters that have combined for a 6-8 and eight record in their last 14 rounds. So you think, why is this the headliner? Why should I be excited for this fight? Because aside from their terrible record, let's look at that record. Let's actually break it down. Those eight losses come against Curtis Blades, number four in the division. Cyril Gaon, number one contender. Tom Aspinall, you know, heavy climber, top number six now. And Francis Ngannou, the champion. The winner of this fight puts themselves right back into the top five and could be fighting for a title very soon, especially with Nagano's like uneasy contract situation and uh, I'm going to go with sham boxing dreams. Plus, the fight could end in any second. Like, you're really going to turn away? You're going to go to the bathroom during this fight? Get out of here. Volkov is dangerous, but the fact that he's a favorite doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. So, the LMWAB losing pick on UFC Vegas 56 is Rosenstruck at plus 130 via KOTKO at plus 180 and under three and a half rounds at minus 105. That's going to be a hell of a fight. That's going to be a hell of a fight. Why wouldn't we take the underdog? Rosa still has got it. I, I like this one. I like this one. I can't wait to lose money on this one. Oh, God. The second I heard confidence in my voice. Oh, yeah. That's just doomed from the start. All right. Let's get to a recap. Recap. Okay. Wow. We took a lot of bets here. Okay. Let's take the Tampa Bay Lightning minus 125. The game to go to overtime at plus 325. And Vasilevsky with over 27.5 saves at minus 115. In the NBA Finals, we like the Golden State Warriors to still win the series at plus 160, the Warriors to win at 4-2, exact score, plus 600, and Stephen Curry and Al Horford to be NBA Finals MVPs. Obviously, they can't share the award, but you know, you know what I mean. Curry's at plus 325, and Al Horford's at plus 1,000. For the UFC Vegas 56 fight night, we're going to take Rosenstruck at plus 130, via KO and TKO at plus 180, and under three and a half rounds at minus 105. Got it? Good. Record check. Okay, on the last episode, number 119, we took Gervonta Davis to win in rounds 1 to 6 at plus 150, and we won. Oh boy, did we just win though. Holy God, he knocked him out in the 6th. Ooh, we were a little stressed over here at, uh, at LMWAB headquarters. Ooh, it was a stressful day. But he, a winner's a winner. You know what I mean? You can't tell me that it wasn't going to happen. It was going to happen. Even though the exact fear I had was he was going to knock him out in round 7, and that was so close to happening. It was a beautiful... Count, counter left that just came over the top. Gervonta Davis is a real deal, and I can't wait to see what's next. Everyone keeps talking about a Ryan Garcia fight, and that would be an awesome fight. That would be a great fight because you would have such a clear, like, golden boy contender at the top of that. So, good for Gervonta Davis. Good for us, because we won money. Now, over at Losing Money WAB, that's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went 12 and 16. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's not good. That's bad. That's uh, minus four units. Ah, damn it. Minus four units. Okay. We really, we are, we are all over the place at, uh, at Losing Money WAB. But if you want to lose picks every day with us, you know where to find us on Twitter, on Instagram. That being said, I can't wait to lose money on the NBA Finals, on the NHL Playoffs, and the UFC Fight Night. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscription and like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We will be back on Friday to lose money on UFC 275. Yes, back to MMA, plus NBA Finals and NHL playoffs. Of course, how could we not? Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set.
Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!